Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. We're so excited you decided to join us. Um, make sure you go over and leave those five-star reviews. If you like this, go over and listen to our other podcasts like the 5-Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast or High School Hoops or Funnel Down Defense or Coaching Youth Hoops or whatever uh, whatever one of the seven in our, in our network that you would like to listen to. Uh, but before we jump in, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. They are always, what I love about Dr. Dish is they're always innovating. They're always making that a little bit better. And that's what, that's why I think they're the best machine out there. We, like I've said before, we own three of them and I would not be talking about them every day if I did not believe in them. Mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $450 off and they'll give you a one customer service and then also what what helps keep the lights on what helps keep everything moving is teachhoops.com um, it's for coaches who want to get better it is a one-stop shop by a basketball coach for a basketball coach um, you know I'm always working with my team 365 days a year working on making us better and I want to do the same thing for you I'm giving you resources one-on-one calls office hours a roadmap per se that will help you I'll become a better coach. And we offer a 14-day free trial because I believe you should come in and kick the tires around and see if it's right for you. If it's not, that's fine. Um, but I, I guarantee that you're going to love it. All right, let's head off to the podcast. All right, welcome to Coach Unplugged. Um, so, I'm gonna, Coach, I'm going to let you introduce yourself, and then I'm going to let you tell everybody that you have 8,000 state championships in comparison to my three. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to feel very inferior today, but that's good. We're going to, we're going to get some great golden nuggets. So I'm going to have, what I'm going to have you do is I'm going to have you introduce yourself. Then I'm going to have you say, um, just tell us about your basketball journey. Um, you know, where it started, kind of where you got to the point where you are and, I, and how many years have you been coaching? This is, I just finished my 50th. That's a fifth, five, zero. Yes. Five, zero. Five, zero. That just so everybody heard that fifty years coaching, they should put up a they should put up a uh, monument to you, coach. <laughs> to be honest, with you, maybe they can do it that long. Uh, all right, so go ahead, introduce yourself, and just tell tell the people a little bit about yourself. My name is AC McCullers. I am the girls basketball coach right now at uh, Strong Rock Christian School in Locust Grove, Georgia. Uh, as just stated, I, this is, I, good Lord's bless me, I've just finished 50 years of coaching 
girls. I've also coached football and girls basketball at the same time, but uh, not in the past few years. I also have coached in college for about seven years, uh, but I have uh, experienced a lot of uh, enjoyment since my first girls basketball team, which I coached in 1968. The first girls game I saw was the one I coached, and it was a lot of changes have changed uh, taking place since then. Uh, as I mentioned, we have been very fortunate through the years. We have four state championships and three state runner-ups in uh, the state of Georgia, um, and it's been quite a journey and been blessed to enjoy those years coaching girls basketball. Um, so any questions, I, yeah, so, I so really so enjoy tell, coaching tell basketball where, and from there. So tell me where you are in, in, in relation to Atlanta. I am about uh, 25 mile, miles south of, of Atlanta. If you know where Atlanta Airport is, we're about 25 miles down the road uh, on I-75 south like you're going to Florida. Okay. So you're in the horrible traffic area. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> if you're, the thing about it, we are, we are in a region on the other side of Atlanta, so if we have a uh, six o'clock game. We have to leave about three thirty just to make sure we get there in time in case there's no, a wreck I, or something. Because we go to Florida, we go to Sanibel Island, which is in southern Florida, and I, I I can't figure out Atlanta traffic. I I just can't I can't figure it out. It's crazy. Well, there's certain times you can get through it, and other days you might as well just uh, sit there and you know wait it out because it's going to happen sooner or later. You're going to get caught in it one way or the other, going or coming. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, when I'm coming down to, to speak at the Legends tournament, I'm wor- I'm a little worried. I think our flight is like eight o'clock on Sunday morning. I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to have to leave to get to the airport. Um, uh, from there, you're going to have to leave. You're going to arrive uh, in Atlanta at eight o'clock in the morning, or what? I'm no. I'm going to leave Atlanta to come home at eight o'clock. So I have to be at the airport at probably like six. To get through, yeah, to get yeah. through, uh, it is, yeah. They've got, uh, uh, about early in the morning, you may not have as much uh, problems you would later on, but, yeah, it takes quite a while to get through the, uh, the security checks and all that. Yeah, it does. But, it's uh, crazy. So yeah, tell me, it, it tell me a little bit about your practices. I like to always delve into other coaches' practices. My practice, well, uh, I think – I teach it whole part whole when I start something. I like to put – I like my players to see what it's going to look like. I give them the whole picture first, of like if we're working on defense. I want to show them exactly what I'm looking for, and then I'll take each one of the whole parts and yep. uh, make out my own drills uh, for the next couple of two or three weeks of practice preseason, and then we'll go back and go whole and do it live, semi-live, and, and situational like that. But I I don't scrimmage a lot. Uh, I do more teaching and doing breakdowns and things of that nature. Uh, and when we practice, uh, I know I, my philosophy of basketball was shaped back in the beginning. If you remember, I coached my first basketball game in 1968. <laughs> and yes. that was when in, in the state of Georgia – we played three on three. No, no, it was like, yeah. no, that was like Iowa women's played that for a long time. 
Right. There's lawsuits that kept that saying that Iowa girls and women could not uh, that played high school basketball were being cheated because they couldn't get scholarships right. uh, because of the three on three. Well, in Georgia, it was three on three where you, you know, uh, took it out at half court after you made a basket. And, and then from there, uh, the next step in that was the, uh, we went Rover where you had two girls that went up and down the court. Uh, and you, so you really still, you went to four on four and that was about a three or four year experience until they went to, five on five so that really helped me uh develop my philosophy uh because um uh, basketball and, and taking what we learned you have to figure out how you're going to play if you're a then if you're a zone you you could either one two zone or you could run a, a two one zone or you could one uh, a combination of both so you take those principles and it helped me develop my own ideas about how I want to play defense. Uh, and I, I really, through the years, have evolved my own style of defensive play from that. Uh, but with the Rover and all the ideas, it helped also shape my uh, thoughts on how I want to run offense. I based my whole offense and my whole defense on the triangles, and I most every basketball coach does too. Uh, you gotta, You got to to feed the triangles of basketball and know where they're at to be successful, in my opinion, of how we do it. And that's right. how I base my defense, uh, how we go with. Um, and it's a really a three-man – it's really a two- or three-man game. The game is really simple. It is a two- or three-man game for the most part. The it other is. two are not. And, and for, for the people that were listening, that because we probably have a lot of youngsters out here, what used to happen – um, in some states, was they would play you'd be, you you would play three on three on each end of the court. It'd be three Correct. offensive girls, three defensive girls, and then they would. That's all. You would just be an offensive player or a defensive player. Um, you would not cross half court. Right. So you basically had two groups. So maybe these exactly. three girls were really good offensively. They would be in the offensive end, and these three girls were really good on defense. They would only play defense the whole game. So. Um, for people that don't know, because Coach and I are old enough to remember that, but there might be some youngsters out there that are talk- think we're talking about, you know. We're talking about, who are these guys talking about? Right, yeah. They have no idea. Um, all right, uh, if you could go back to yourself as a younger coach. So let's go back to the 70s, late 60s. What would you tell yourself? Would you, would you give yourself any advice? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I would I would give myself the advice of 
when you go to clinics, the first thing I, I speak to a lot of middle school uh, coaches, when you go to a clinic, uh, you need to take notes with an open mind and take down and pick out things that you can use within your philosophy. Therefore, you need to develop your own philosophy about or what style you like to play. If you played high school ball uh, yourself, how did you like to play? And then you need to learn everything you can learn about that because eventually if you go to clinic and you try to write all the stuff down, you're going to get back and try to put some of that in. Invariably, you miss some key points about that. So you need to take things that you can uh, put in your own way of thinking and be able to take great ideals from somebody else because there's no secrets in basketball. No. You just need to take it from somebody else and see if I can use that and adapt it or turn it into my own way of uh, running an offense or a defense. So that's what I, I tell them. And by virtue of doing that, uh, it helps if you are you have to teach in a classroom. I don't know, Coach, if you teach in a classroom. I'm sure you do. If you're I do. I'm a math teacher school. for 30 years. Yeah. Okay, well, then you have to be a teacher. Well, yeah. Coach is nothing more than teaching. You can't assume that those players know anything. Uh, you got to teach it to them from the basics. And once they get the basic, they go to the next step. You can't come in and uh, solve a complicated uh, trigonometry problem without right. knowing some basis for it. Well, that's how I teach. I tell anybody, if you're going to coach in high school, you're going to coach, period. You've got to be a teacher. Uh, right. And being in the classroom helps that. So um, that in itself would be when you go into the clinics and at the Legends Clinic, uh, Coach uh, has done a great job of promoting basketball down there and teaching, and he's brought it. I was there for the first one, and he's done a great job with that, and I'm sure there'll there'll be some great uh, uh, coaches down there. I'm looking forward to uh, talking to you because I'm – I'm not too old to learn yet. I'll learn something every <laughs> well, time I go to a clinic. And, I, and you, you and I are old enough that we learn this lesson the hard way. You know, I'd go to a clinic and then I'd hear these things and I'd try to implement it. And then I go to the next clinic and I'd hear the, what I tell coaches and I, especially the young ones is you, you, you have to come up with your own philosophy with your team or your community. But then when you go to these clinics, go find some golden nuggets. That's what I refer to them. I right. call them golden nuggets. Like, when you speak, I'll probably find one or two little, ooh, that, that's interesting. Let me see if I can do something with that. I'm not going to, like, erase eight, you know, 20 years of experience and say I'm going to do all this stuff, this. No, but I'm going to take this one little piece here, and I'm going to take – I mean, that's how I've become the coach I have. You know, I've taken all these experiences I've had from all these other coaches I've coached with, and I've taken pieces, and it's become my philosophy. I think they all try to become Coach K or Coach, you know, Gino or, you know, no, be yourself, but find that, find that niche, find that thing that's going to work for you and your community. And that's when, when you do that, that's when you'll be successful, is my opinion. You, you're exactly right. I mean, that's why, you know, I go back sometimes and I, I have all my stuff categorized in file cabinets now, computers, but I still have, I'm the, I'm a right, I'm a guy that writes it down in notebooks. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> I and I, I or something here, and I put it, and I go back uh, and put it uh, in files, and I've got it categorized each year, and go back and pull something out, and I say this looks good, and then I sit there and I say, well, 
I don't have the personnel to run it this year. And that's the next step. You got you may like an offense, <laughs> but if your if your kids can't adapt to all the what it takes to run that offense, it's not going to work. Right. Uh, right. You have yeah. to be you have to be willing to adjust. If if you to see exactly. my teams twelve years ago and now you saw my team three years ago, you wouldn't think I'm the same coach. Well, one team I could get up and down the court. I would love to get up and down the court. Every team. I would love more but then three years ago we didn't have we, we were a good team, but we didn't have the ability to go we we were a possession team. So it's like, well, that's right. how we can win. You know, you have to adjust to the per to the people you have. Um Exactly. How do you That's how do you practice important. how do you practice plan? How do I practice plan? Yeah, how do you uh, get ready for practices? Like how do you Okay. You mean how do I get my players ready for no, practice? How do, you, or, how do you prepare? Like I'm for other coaches are listening. Like how do you do you do it tonight before? Do you go back to old practice plan? How do you how do you get your lesson, quote unquote air quotes? There are certain things we're gonna do every day. Okay. There are certain things we're gonna do every day. And what we're going to do every day is uh, what is going to beat us uh, the quickest in a ball game. And what we do every day is things that we know we're going to see every time we go out on the floor. Okay. Now, the first thing I put in, the first thing we work on, and this might seem odd, but the first thing I like to work on when we start preseason practice I, is our press break. Uh, <laughs> Me too, seen, coach. I, we get pressed okay. all the time. Well, I see so many teams that turn it over and it turns into a layup. Well, you better know how to be depressed. Now, sometimes I believe in the press. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't, based on what you've got. Uh, right. thing. But I want. I have a, a setup. I'm in a specific, a specific way that I like to be depressed, uh, and and I like to beat it with a pass, not necessarily a dribble. Uh, and we work on it every day. Uh, I want the ball inbounds, well, then you can get it out of bounds and inbound 25 and six seconds. Therefore, you take away, you know, a chance for them to get into the press after a, a made basket. Now, after free throws, the dead ball is, you know, you set up, but you don't have time to. So we got to work on that. Those are things that we work on that. Every, now, we're going to shoot a lot. I shoot, I've changed my philosophy on free throws. We do different kinds of competitive free throw drills. Yeah, um, we do too. To keep their interest because so many games. To me, I, I, after breaking tapes down, so many times it comes down to basically losing ball game. Three things, and that is they're not they're not stressed. We miss layups, we miss free throws, and turnovers. Those are the three things that beat us quicker than anything yep so say uh, that again so the coaches can hear that again the three things you think i agree i agree uh turnovers miss free throws and layups yep and most people spend very oh they do layups they just get out there in two lines to dribble down there and shoot layups <laughs> which is not game type situation every right. drill you do should be game like so right. that you uh, and you, they've done game speed. So we don't do layup. We do, very, we, we do very little layup lines now to start for our warm up. Even. No, we don't do it. We, we don't come either. out. We do one. We just do it to kind of run under the court and start, and then we're done. Because you never shoot a layup like that in a game ever. <laughs> no, you don't. The most most of the layups you think about it. Most of the layups are missed because 
they don't know where the angles on the floor are and they go right down the middle of the floor and they get down in the bucket and have to reach out and swing around and try to, to get it up on the glass. Right. Uh, so we work a lot on the angles of the floor where I want them to go with, um, because the way we run our patterns, uh, which is another set in itself, we, I have one set. I run everything in my offense in it's zone, man, but, uh, everything's run out of one set. Therefore, all my drills are based on those sets and so forth. So we do a lot of free throw shooting. We do a lot of different stuff. Now, through the years, when we got the gun, we've adopt, uh, adopted a lot of drills that we use with the gun off of the, uh, so we can make it more uh, lifelike on the other end, get it off the gun and go another way with some pressure going down the floor where it's more game-like. And then, of course, the uh, uh, the turnovers have to do with bad passes. And most of the time, that's against pressure. Uh, what kills me the most is seeing my guards, they get in a hurry, and ultimately they're going to dribble right to the half court, right there and pick in the up. corner between half court and sideline, they're going to get trapped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, we work an awful lot of times keeping out. That's no man's land, and they don't get in there. And we do a lot of drill to keep out of there. Right. So, I, as far it, as for, for, especially for the young coaches, I think you have to, for practice planning, I think you have to ask the question, why? Why are you doing that? Yeah. You know, why are exactly. you running a three-man weave? Really, what exactly. what does that do for you in a game? If if, if you if exactly. you're running if your offense is based on a three-man weave, then go right ahead and do it. But I don't think I think a lot of coaches don't ask the question why. Why am I doing this? Um, <laughs> you know. Well, a lot of people. You know, I, there's a lot of things they can understand. A lot of people spend a, several, you know, five, six, seven minutes a day working on. Uh, a, a jump ball tip start the ball game. Why spend 10 minutes working on something that you do one time a game? Right. So, and, and, uh, my, and my theory is I, I, I am the poster child for the jump ball being eliminated. There's no reason oh, for yeah. us to have a jump ball. I think the visiting team should get the ball to start the game at half court and let's go. Why do we jump I, it? No one practices it. No one does it. Well, because uh, the, the pros still do it and they think yeah. we got <laughs> high school kids, but got to be like the pros, you know that. But uh, uh, but at the far as practice planning, some people wait till the last period of the day, and then they got to hurry and write something down, and then they may not get and they go out there. Uh, but you need to have that practice plan itemized every minute of the practice, and you don't keep on saying, "Well, let's do it one more time. Let's do it one more time. Let's do it one more time." If you don't get it done in that time, you come back do it another. I also affirm the believer when I say, if I say we're going to practice for two hours, when that two hours is up, we blow our horn, blow the horn, and we go home. Uh, So the kids know that that's how long the practice are going to be. Uh, Therefore, that means it's very strict about if we start at six, then you're going to be on the floor with your shoes tied, ready to go at six o'clock. That's when we're going to start. Now, I know that's old fashioned. That's old fashioned, but I'm old fashioned myself. No, I don't uh, think that's fashion. I think that's I think that's precise. I think precision is part of the game, and the more precise you are, the better off you're going to be, or more effective you're going to be 
doing everything, I think. Um, hey, everybody, if you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe, like, leave a review, jump up and down, run around your house, whatever you need to do. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.